is Logic, this short and sweet podcast giving you the off the record lowdown on your everyday legal questions. In episode two, we are covering the topic of domestic relations. With me, I have the amazing and funny brother-sister duo, Dory and Eddie Thompson. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Eddie. I'm Dory Thompson. Hi. Hello, hello. We're brother and sister, but we have um, the Thompson office here on Upper Street. Awesome. Our neighbors. We are yeah, to the north. Neighbors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We try to keep it down. We try to keep the drinking yeah. to a minimum. <laughs> all right. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, like your law background and what you all practice? You He's older. I'll let him go first. I'm just better looking <laughs> and more intelligent too. Um, so. I started practicing in 98 and worked with a small law firm. Actually, I had worked for the law firm all through law school and then came out, became an associate. The firm was Darling and Reynolds, and that was 98. Uh, stayed with them, became a partner, and then in 2007, the firm dissolved, set up Thompson Lofts, and Dory joined in 2011. Take it away, Dory. Yeah. Um, I went to law school at Ovi, Kentucky. I graduated in 2005. I started off doing um, insurance defense. But then eventually, uh, Eddie and I started working together, doing a lot of family and domestic work. Awesome. Um, yeah, but so we've been working together since 2011. You know? We do uh, criminal law, family law, and then personal injury. Mm-hmm. Have your hands on everything. Well, hopefully not everything. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, lots of things no, I do not have my hands on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we'll just jump right in, and we okay. know these questions are burning questions that we get all the time. So let's just start off with the cost. What is the cost typically run for like a divorce or custody case or well when we talk costs obviously we're talking how much does what is the fee to initiate the court charge is 225 um obviously there's service assuming the person is contesting accepting service and that's 225 would be to file a petition for custody a divorce an adoption pretty much anything you could think of in the realm of domestic relations Mm -hmm. other than obviously like an epo dvo domestic violence kind of situation which would not have that kind of okay. There would be no fee associated. Okay. And that fee is what we pay to the court. Right. That's okay. not our. Yeah. That's There's not also, our. There would also be service fees if you mm-hmm. have to get people served, depending on what kind of case you have. And then this, there are some things that we will take as a flat fee in domestic relations. For instance, uncontested divorce, just children or no children. Yeah. Those simple. Mm-hmm. Those usually t- would run under a thousand. If you're just doing uncontested, mm-hmm. um, and well, then, with children, there's more, right? But just because you of know, the wage with, assignment, and, all and that. then okay. things like um, you know, EPO, DDOs. A lot of times, a lot of attorneys will do those flat rates, excluding like an extended hearing. But I think you want to talk more about billing and yeah, you know, retainer so kind of. What we typically do with our domestic relations cases is we charge a consultation fee, and part of the reason we do that is one, once we consult with somebody, we are conflicted out from work, mm-hmm. so that at least makes up for the loss work we get by being conflicted out of the case because if we meet and then aren't retained and then the other mm-hmm. side calls us right. we can't take it um we do apply the uh, consultation fee which is 150 towards retainer we only charge consultation fee in domestic cases mm-hmm. criminal cases are strict uh, free consultation so are personal injury cases because um, you're usually not dealing with being conflicted out of work in a criminal case or a personal injury case um and part of the reason we do the having a sit-down consultation is that gives us a better time to slow down, really get a flavor of what the person is right. has in terms of a need, 
and accurately quote them over tenure. And it's really going to depend on what are the issues we're having to deal with. Obviously, why don't you give her an idea of what a spectrum of retainer could be? I think that's what no, you're yeah, like with. a yeah. What you know, let's say for instance, you have just like a, a custody or divorce that's going to have some issues like child right. issues, but no mm-hmm. property issues. Yeah, things like that. Maybe if you were dealing with strictly like a, a, we've got some children and we don't necessarily contest custody. It's just we're trying to work out visitation. You're probably looking at a starting retainer of fifteen hundred plus costs. If we're getting into full custody and, and dealing with those sorts All of things, all that fun stuff. Probably yeah. talk about a minimum of three thousand. Again, none of these are including the actual filing right. and all that. And that's assuming we're dealing with at least Fayette or some of the contiguous counties. If we're going, you know, way beyond in dealing with drive time and all mm-hmm. that, you're probably talking a minimum of five thousand. Right, which plus. we tell people like you'll have to cover their travel costs because yeah. they've got to come to you. Yeah. And you know, it really depends, but I will say that is something that Eddie and I both um, Generally, when a client or potential client calls and says, well, how much, I usually tell them, I, I like for you to come in and sit down only because I don't want to overquote you or underquote you. Right. You know, I, because I, people will say on the phone, oh, it's, it's one issue, and then they come in and it's, it's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And if you've said to them X amount, then they're going, well, why is it all, all of a sudden more? And even if you try to kind of explain, well, because these things we didn't we didn't discuss, it, it's harder to get. It, it makes more sense to sit down and take a, right. a really good global look at what needs to be done before you give a full quote. Awesome. So, with the divorce and stuff like that, people call all the time and want to fill out the paperwork on their own. Is that like encouraged, <laughs> discouraged? Like, <laughs> so here becomes the issue. Anybody who wants to proceed, there is no requirement. By the court that you have to have a lawyer. Right. It's there. Tax dollars pay for it. It is there for the public service. There is the a requirement becomes, though that if you file as your, on your own, that you, you the court must treat you as an attorney, and that's an actual rule of court. Okay. If you're filing on your own, if you're filing your own paperwork, the court cannot tell you why it's wrong. The court can't tell you how you should fix it or mm-hmm. how to get your husband to pay that which money you we want. people run into a lot, right. which is probably easier just to go ahead and have right. that attorney. But, so what will happen is they'll, they'll go and they'll use these forms and they'll bring it to the clerk's office and the clerks will say, well, no, we can't take it. And they'll get so irate. Why, why not? And they don't understand that the second a clerk starts explaining why not, they're, they're practicing they're law without a license. Giving legal advice. Right. So, yeah. so can you do it with your own forms? My advice would be do it at your own peril because at least probably 10 times a year, our op- if, if not more, our office gets somebody who's tried to file a divorce online through their forms mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> then they bring it in, and then they're told, hey, we can't take it. And then they have to come and actually pay us. And so they almost paid twice. You know, they paid forms yeah. in us. So I would say, if at all possible, utilize the services of an attorney if we're talking about such serious things like yes. getting a divorce <laughs> well, or how to handle child custody, yes. you know. And the important thing you, you brought up, their forms. Mm-hmm. Dory kept saying their forms. Yeah. There is no place... Like the court doesn't have a stack of forms, right? Which we get calls out. all the time about as well. Like, Correct. where can I get these forms? And <laughs> I know there are some services, mm-hmm. both online as well as I think uh, brick some, and mortar places yes. mm-hmm. that give quote unquote forms. But mm-hmm. obviously, you have the civil rules of procedure, which the courts require. Also, compliance with the rules of family court, which are two separate sets of rules. Okay. So you have to be in compliance with that. Then, depending on what county you're in. You have local rules. It has to be in compliance with all of three of these. So wow. if you've gone online and <laughs> theoretically you've got a place out in California, California doesn't know no. <laughs> what the Fayette County rules are or the Kentucky rules are. Yeah, right. So you, you run into a lot of problems. And a lot of times we some people end up having to pay more because we have to undo certain things and redo it. So they've paid for the forms. Yeah. They pay for additional time to undo plus then redo 
I just said that. I, I said that actually. Well, but you didn't say it artfully. I say things so, or very in a very similar manner. So people, and there's also the friend of the court office. They do not have paperwork for people at all. I think they have minimal paperwork for certain pro se type motions. Okay. I don't even that's know. An, that they that's do a question that for them to answer, though. Uh, yeah. We would love to, if you want to have a follow yes, up where we can we would bring love that. down here and, and but talk they, about what they can do. People but, seem to think yes. that they have the paperwork. Right we now. defer specifically to Dwayne Osborne on that question. <laughs> because I, do not, I, I was about to start yeah. reading off his cell number, but well, I didn't tell me yeah. for that. Yeah, I think he and Angie could come and kill yeah. us So yeah. let's talk about warning orders. What is a warning order? So if you are trying to get a file a case, but you don't know exactly where someone is. Right, which we run into a lot All with people with some time. child support. Or people who separated 10 years, yes, they never like, bothered to get divorced. I want to get remarried, but... Yeah. <laughs> right. So warning orders are, are only used in certain instances. You cannot, for example, secure a money judgment against someone with a warning order. They have to be personally served. Okay. But, for example, if you have a... You can certainly uh, deal with child issues, though. Well, I was going to say, if you're dealing <laughs> Interestingly with, I enough. custody or visit, you know, I want to restrict this person's visitation. They haven't seen the child in a while, mm-hmm. but I want to go ahead and get divorced and, and at least secure that I have sole custody. You can ask court to appoint a warning order. There is a fee for that warning order. They are not private detectives. They're not going to scour the globe trying right. to bloodhound this person down. <laughs> They will basically take the last known address, send a certified letter to that last known address, or if you have other contacts, you want to include that. They'll do a little due diligence. They Mm -hmm. prepare a report to the court within 50 days. There's a fee, and depending on usually per party ballpark, it's about 150 bucks at the upper threshold. But I will say but that, that, I, that I often, if I, if I have somebody come in and say, I haven't talked to them in five years, yeah, I have a last known address, but I know they're not there, I, they're not even on some sort of social media, you know, but let's start off by trying to serve them with certified mail or yeah. sheriff. I'll say, well, maybe instead of wasting our money on those two things, right. when we really have no for sure good address, maybe go to a warning order versus though when somebody says, hey, I know this person lives there, I don't know if they'll pick up their mail, well then maybe I would start with Sheriff. But I think warning order is really useful if you're like, hey, I, I really have no idea. I can yeah. give you everything I do have, mm-hmm. that all the information I do have, but I, I really don't know. Yeah, so. which we run into a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah, A lot more than you'd expect. Um, So what if you're on your way to divorce and your spouse is going through your all's money what? That never happens. Uh, Ever. I can't even, I can't That's imagine. That's slanderous. That's libelous. <laughs> yes. So what, what rights or what steps does this person have? So when you initiate an action, obviously if you're dealing with something like that, you're dealing with a contested divorce, the person's probably been served. You can petition the court for what are called temporary issues. Um, hey, we've started the process, but we need to address all sorts of things and They've removed me from the insurance or their liquidating accounts. You can request the court under the FCRPP, Family Court Practice Procedure, uh, for what's called a status quo order. Status quo order is don't dissipate assets, don't unnecessarily encumber debt, don't, you know, anything, let's keep everything sort of the way it's been doing Mm -hmm. prior to the divorce being initiated. While we're figuring stuff out, you can also deal with things like what are we doing about temporary visitation, temporary custody, okay, temporary maintenance, in, in temporary terms, child support. I am not done. Well, I have exclusive <laughs> way off. In terms of also, I think the, your question to me is also asking what do you do if this has happened? Uh, you file divorce, the 20 days goes, your, your right. house gets served. 
and you learn they're, they've had they're going through right. money, which again I'm stunned that this would ever happen. <laughs> but you, you, that would be a dissipation of assets, and that would be something you could bring to the court's attention. Okay. Um, you could certainly file a motion and say, "Hey, we had X amount. Here's proof of that." We now have Y amount. Here's proof of that. Okay. Oftentimes, if it's pretty clear and the other party has a really good attorney, they might just reach out to you and say, hey, I see this. What, what can we do to fix this? But you can also, you know, go to the court if there has been a dissipation. That been it. If there is an anticipation of divorce and somebody starts dissipating okay. assets. Okay. And that answers my next question about temporary motions. Well, and I was going to dovetail one thing, which is even though we talk about the 20 <laughs> days, if there is an emergency situation, mm -hmm. oh, assuming yeah. you fit, fit within the statutory criteria, you can do an ex parte emergency motion to court saying, look, we can't wait 20 days. Yep. We at least need to do this sort of yep. band-aid until we have time to get everybody before the court to address yep. X, Y, or Z. So. Mm -hmm. um, and let's talk about mediation. What is mediation? What's available? Mediation, um, you know, in, in my mind, when you're thinking about family law cases, the beginning and the, the end of each case is a family. So to me, you know, when you are getting, start moving into these cases of divorce or custody, things like that, you know, ultimately, after all this is done, these people are going to have to go and be, you know, parents of this child or, you know, ex-partners. So you don't always need to, some people like the idea of everything should just, you know, I need a pit bull, I want to fight with everything. Well, that's, we're talking about a family, you know, so right. mediation is a really good holistic way to go, to kind of okay. find solutions in your family law case. Um, you can go, if, you know, oftentimes you'll go with a, for instance, a full divorce, you've got assets, debt, you've got children, all those issues. You can go and sit down, you usually have about a three hour window, you sit down with a mediator who is an attorney, but who is not somebody who can be called to talk about I'm what happened, often here in town, they have been attorneys. However, you're correct, they don't have to be attorneys. Okay. But the, there are, there are, and there's frankly quite a few good ones that aren't, but often they'll be attorneys, but they don't have to be. But you can sit down, you can square everything away and come to a complete agreement on everything awesome. and submit that agreement to the court, which basically makes it in order. However, I, I also tell clients, you know, maybe you have clients who are all pretty close to on board with how they're going to handle the child care, the child support, but the assets, they're just not on board with at all. You can go and get some of it done mediation, mm -hmm. get that into an order, and then go to court on the rest of it if you feel like you don't want to mediate the rest of it. So there's a lot of really beautiful options when you go oh, through okay. mediation. Awesome. In, in family law, I think you want to find options that allow people to remain parents and remain yes. co-parents and things like exactly. that at the end of this and not be mortal enemies. <laughs> and yes, you have... <laughs> Oh, what a good game. <laughs> um, oh, and actually, one other thing, because some people go, ah, we're so, we hate each other so much we can't mediate. There's things you can do. <laughs> Look, if I can sit in a room and do this with my brother, <laughs> yeah. you people can yeah. mediate. Yeah. All right? There's, there's nobody who can't do it. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, there are things like caucusing, where you with your, if you're, it doesn't even sound oh. like a dirty word. <laughs> Why would you think that's I funny? didn't. I didn't. Caucus? I, I keep moving forward. Okay. I just feel like so, <laughs> with, with mediation, you and whether or not you're represented, you can go into a separate room from the other party, and if they have attorney and their attorney, but be separate. And the mediator goes back and forth, and that sometimes allows okay. to, the freedom to kind of talk about what's going on without really sending a settlement negotiation sign. Oh, so. and one other little side note is oftentimes in Fayette County on Friday, 
for civil motion hour, they do have in-court mediators who are, are wonderful. Um, and so oftentimes, let's say you get to court and you're like, you know, I don't know that I really want to have a judge make these decisions, even though our judges are wonderful. They have in-court mediators, so you can oh, okay. say, hey, let's can we go outside and see if we can solve this? And I will tell you, we're super lucky in Fayette County. That's fantastic mediators anyway. And then they often come in and do the in-court, and it's such a good way to, again, come to a resolution. Yes. I think oftentimes clients walk into the courtroom and realize, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go up and talk about my issue with my ex and all these people are here and and there's people taping everything and then they're like, you know, maybe let's use that in court mediator. Yeah, it's a little intimidating. And they're often, it's very rare that I don't see mediators have success generally. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're really lucky in Fayette County to have that. All right. The last question that I have is something that we surprisingly get a lot of. Can you have a custody agreement for your pets? Yes. So, so I will say this: courts, in the absence of an agreement, are going to treat it like property. Okay. Chattel. It is. It is. What is the value of this subject to division? Right. Do you have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel that's AKC registered and purebred? I mean, it's a two thousand dollars dog. Yeah. Or do you have a dog you purchased at the pet in the vet pound, which frankly is, is just as wonderful. It is. But but in terms of financial, right? Yes. So. I don't even know that. <laughs> Not sure. So you can have a custody agreement, and yes, but otherwise it's property. Okay. Yes. And yes. we've seen them numerous yeah. times, and I've gotten a lot of calls. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add, or? Well, I think a couple. You know, starting out, there is a presumption that, um, at least when it comes to custody, the Kentucky law got changed last year. There is a starting presumption in temporary matters. To are you going to keep doing the hurry it up? I just put you on blast. So, um, there's a presumption that it's equal time sharing. That's the starting point on temporary motions as it relates to visitation okay. and custody. So, that's had a dramatic change, although it's not clear how that affects child support and all those sorts of things, uh, whether or not there's going to be a sort of offset or something like that. Um, that's, that's, I think, one yeah. huge Well, ones. thank you so much for taking the time Very welcome. to record. And being hysterically Ooh. funny. Yes, that's hilarious. The dynamic duo did some good banter. Um, fist bump. I'm not ready for fist bump. Fist bump. We haven't ended <laughs> Oh, we've turned out the, the fist bump. The fist bump feels preemptive. It does. <laughs> um, it does. You all can give Dory and Eddie a call at... Hi. So if you want to call us, did call you us. Did I did. I said, hey, hey. You can call us at 859-280-2222 or Thompson Law Office. We also have a website, Facebook, all that fun stuff. www.ethompsonlaw.com Yeah, dot com. That's us. Awesome. Thank Bye, you. Y'all. Bye. Thank you. And Bye. you can always contact the Central Kentucky Lawyer Referral Service on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter or at 859-225-8644. Oh.